Broadcasting and Digital Outdoor. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. The crash of a military helicopter in stormy Southern California weather has claimed the lives of all five Marines on board. The aircraft went down Tuesday night in the mountains outside San Diego. A U.S. drone strike has killed several members of an Iranian-backed militia in Baghdad, including a high-ranking commander said to be responsible for the deaths of three American soldiers in Jordan. There have been calls from Shia paramilitary leaders, pro-Iranian militia leaders, for their supporters to come out on the streets to show their anger. There have been calls also for retaliation, specifically one militia leader saying, we want blood for blood. The BBC's Orla Guerin in Baghdad. The U.S. Supreme Court about to hear an appeal of a Colorado ruling barring former President Trump from the state's primary ballot. Justices will decide whether Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election make him ineligible to run for office. According to the Colorado Supreme Court, the former president should not be on the primary ballot. That ruling marked the first time in history that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment had been used to disqualify a presidential candidate. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. A new foreign aid bill has surfaced in the Senate. It includes tens of billions of dollars for Israel and Ukraine, minus the border-related provisions that Republicans objected to in the earlier bill. At least a half dozen people are missing, two police officers suffering non-life-threatening wounds following a shooting and subsequent house fire in the Philadelphia suburb of East Lansdowne. The officers were answering a call of a shooting at the home yesterday afternoon when they were shot. The house then burst into flames with multiple people inside. On Wall Street, the Dow is 15 points higher, the Nasdaq up 15 as well. More on these stories at townhall.com. Life Insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. This Caves Q News Flash powered by Palm Mortuaries and Cemeteries. Stay active, be healthy, they'd rather wait. Well, thanks for asking, but no. The Clark County School Board turned down Superintendent Jesus Yara's resignation request that included a contract amendment and a buyout offer. After a long discussion in a jam-packed school board meeting yesterday, the board voted 3-4 to four on a motion to approve Jara's resignation and buyout offer. The panel later gave the okay to negotiate a contract termination. Officials with the Clark County Education Association, the Teachers Union, called the timing of Jara's resignation, quote, very suspicious and added they think there's a scandal brewing. 
Jara has been superintendent since 2018. He's faced very vocal opposition and criticism during his tenure on topics like student achievement, his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic, and distance learning, as well as a contentious teacher contract negotiation. The reason for his resignation has yet to be revealed, but in his letter to the school board, Jara said his departure date is effective February 21st. Las Vegas home prices stay strong while the housing supply shrinks. Las Vegas Realtors reports the median sales price for an existing single-family home here in Southern Nevada was $445,000 in January. That's up 4.7% from the same time last year, but still well below the all-time high of $482,000 that was set back in May of 2022. Local real estate experts say the tight housing market continues to hamper sales while also keeping the prices up. More than 3,500 homes were listed for sale in January without any offer being made on them. That's down nearly 35% from the same time last year. January sales pace equals a housing supply of less than two and a half months. Take AM 670 with you wherever you go. Check out our website at 670kmzq.com. Click on that Listen Live button. The LGBTQ Center of Las Vegas provides a range of health and wellness services in a safe and non-judgmental environment. You can get fast and comprehensive HIV testing as well as screening for STIs for little to no cost. Appointments are recommended, but walk-ins are welcome. Located in the heart of Las Vegas near downtown, the center also provides an on-site pharmacy. Get more information at thecenterlv.org. This message is sponsored by a grant through the Sands Corporation, aired in cooperation with the Nevada Broadcasters Association and this station. KMCQ on time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, you can get an oil change for only $39.95. Meineke, doing car care right. The worst of it's going to be found off the freeways right now. In fact, we're getting along accident-free on the highways, according to Nevada State Police. In Summerlin, though, got an accident at uh, Cheyenne and Rampart. Also on the west side, Durango southbound before Cheyenne. And on Trop- West Tropicana, just west of Durango, got another accident going on there. So a few problems on the west side streets. Uh, rain clouds are moving on. We can see that uh, from the window right here. And uh, we will have mostly sunny skies by the afternoon. Highs are going to be in the low 50s. It's only 39, though, right now. I'm Mark Thomas with your on-time traffic and weather on AM 670 KMZQ. best way to get something done if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to anyway America is a nation that can be defined in a single word I was going to put him and 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 Joan Shengang Shanga can I just say that of all the idiots in all the idiot villages, in all the idiot worlds, you stand alone. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Hour number two, live and local, everything you need to know to start your day. Good to have you with us. This is uh, caucus day, and I urge everybody within the sound of my voice, make sure that you caucus 
Uh, these caucuses are right in your neighborhood. You don't have to go far. Uh, it's going to be big. And, and the one thing I don't need an uh, exit polling to tell me, uh, Nikki Haley won't get squat out of the state of Nevada. She put no effort in here, and she will get nothing from it. Uh, joining us now, uh, somebody that will be uh, greeting the former President Donald J. Trump when he gets uh, to town today. Uh, he is Cash Patel, the former Chief of Staff to the Department of Defense and the author of Government Gangsters. He is also uh, a close confidant of the former President Donald J. Trump, who uh, is going to be winging his way to Nevada for the big celebration tonight. Cash Patel, how are you doing? You're, you're back in town, aren't you? Yes, sir. I'm sitting in my home, waking up, getting ready for the big caucus day after the landslide defeat of Nikki Haley by a bubble on a ballot to no one. Um, what is keeping her in the race, other than the fact that obviously she's got some money behind her? Well, that's just it. It's money. I mean, you know, unfortunately, politics... Um, of people that are creations of the swamp, like Nikki Haley and the defense industrial lobbyist class, they care about money, money, money. And that's what's keeping her in the race. But in reality, the people are flocking towards Donald Trump because what's keeping the American people going is a candidate that's actually going to save this country. And it ain't Nikki Haley. Uh, Donald J. Trump will get all 26 of the uh, delegates to the National Convention. That is a very, very good thing. Uh, Nikki Haley will get nothing. Uh, what is what is the over-under for you, Cash, uh, as to when she gets out? Will it be before South Carolina or after? I don't think the people that own her um, from Washington, D.C. and the DOD complex will let her get out before Super Tuesday. But that's just my guess. But look, you just have to go to the ground game. At what, how President Trump did in Iowa, New Hampshire, and how he's going to do here in Nevada. It's for the same reasons, because he cares to show up and campaign about the issues that affect our communities. Nikki Haley skipped us. She doesn't care about Nevada or Nevada. She didn't even show up. She literally tried to buy it in with her mail-in ballot process rig con job. And we mounted such a great campaign, the Trump campaign, and folks like Seagal Chad and Mike McDonald and myself on the ground here, we were able to get Nevadans to show up, use their own game, and defeat Nikki Haley by 22,000 votes. She literally lost to none of the above. It's, it's, I can't underestimate how important of a feat yeah, that is, what a monumental defeat in politics that is. Um, it's just unbelievable. I'm so proud of, of our state here. Uh, when does the president arrive into uh, town for, for the big celebration tonight? Uh, he'll actually be here in a few short hours. You know, he's going to do his thing. Going to stop around some caucus sites probably, maybe surprise a few folks here and there. And then uh, caucus from 5 to 7.30. And then um, we'll be at the victory, hopefully the victory party uh, this evening. At uh, Treasure Island, uh, it's going it's to be big. Will he be uh, following the uh, arguments in the U.S. Supreme Court? They have just begun uh, arguments, the oral arguments relative to Colorado and the ballot issue. I'm sure he's following, like as he always does, he's following everything. He's, he has some way to have his pulse on every issue of consequence. And we know that the case before the Supreme Court um, trying to remove him is unconstitutional and unlawful to remove President Trump from any ballot. But this is what they have ginned up. They, the radical left, the mainstream media, and the establishment class to try to convince Americans that this is somehow a lawful action. And it's going to backfire, I believe. And President Trump's going to come out stronger uh, than ever before. 
what happens if the uh, U.S. Supreme Court rules for Trump and keeps him on the ballot in Colorado? Will that squash all these other efforts, Maine and Michigan and different places? It should. That, that, that's the only decision the Constitution permits. All you, have, you don't have to be a constitutional legal scholar. You just have to look at the 14th Amendment, Article 3, and it specifically excludes the President of the United States from the application of the 14th Amendment to bar an officer of the United States, where they talk about the vice president, members of the House, members of the Senate, and other folks. And it's not like our founding fathers were like, whoops, we just forgot about this one. They wrote it that way for a reason. And now we're in the Supreme Court, and I think that should take care of the rest of the dominoes that they've tried to gin up. But look, they're not going to stop. They're going to come up with their next disinformation campaign, um, an election rig job, and we'll just have to wait and see what that one is and shut that down, too. Cash, what do the polling numbers here in Nevada tell you? I know that they've looked really good, uh, but but I'm I'm still waiting for the definitive judgment uh, uh, as far as uh, Donald J. Trump versus Joe Biden here in Nevada. Do you have any any numbers you can share with us? I don't have any inside numbers. I mean, they look good, and and what I'm seeing and hearing, and what the indicator was from the the primary that we just trounced Nikki Haley in. Uh, is that people in the state of Nevada want Donald J. Trump, and not by a little, by a whole lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm encouraging everybody. Look, step one was defeating the primary con job, which we did two days ago. Today you got to get your communities out and vote at the caucus, caucus, caucus. Go to nv.donaldjtrump.com, nv.donaldjtrump.com, and find your caucus location. It's like you said, they're literally within walking distance of your houses. So make sure you get there for Donald Trump today. Catch, let me ask you, uh, as far as the president's schedule, do, do we know, uh, does he have, uh, other than the uh, watch party tonight, does he have any uh, uh, public appearances uh, when he does get here? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get out there on that, but I think you will see the president, like he did in New Hampshire and Iowa, go greet the community and, and, and get involved, as he always does. Uh, I think the, the community enjoys it, and I think it shows President Trump's commitment to not just drop in and out like a typical politician. And so I'm looking forward to uh, some of his quote-unquote stops during the day today. (laughs) That'll be great. Uh, Government gangsters, it is now out. The Biden administration tried to squash it, tried to prevent you from seeing this, uh, from buying the book. Uh, How's the book doing right now? Um, It's it's hot as a pistol, as President Trump would say. Uh, Just like Treat Social, it's a bestseller. We're selling thousands of copies every week. That just goes to show you that the people want the Trump administration back. They want to defeat and recognize there is a deep state who's trying to do these unconstitutional election things like the Colorado Supreme Court ballot case. And now they're happy to see that there's a solution. So go to governmentgangsters.com or Amazon, wherever. Let's keep educating ourselves and make sure we have a blueprint to defeat the deep state when we elect Donald Trump. I know you never want to get out front of the candidate, but I got to ask you because it's been uh, talked about by Donald J. Trump, by the folks at Fox. Uh, what about a vice presidential uh, nominee? Uh, you have any thoughts on on who the who the early favorites are uh, to to be uh, Donald J. Trump's running mate? You know, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, he he said the thing to me that makes it that uh, makes me believe that I know he's on the right track. He said, "Whoever he picks." has to be ready to jump into the seat of the presidency should something happen to him. And that's the most important qualification. So to me, I think he's going to pick, pick the best VP candidate. But in reality, 
Americans care more about the presidential candidate, and that's uh, that's going to be my focus. And um, when he does pick his running mate, it's going to be a great option. Uh, I think America's going to love it. It's only going to increase his power. Uh, in our final minute, how can people find government gangsters? Yep, please just go to governmentgangsters.com. I'm selling personalized copies there. Or you can go get the easy button at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Books a Million. We've got the audiobook. we got the e-Kindle thing. We are literally still a bestseller. We are um, out there as the number two conservative book in the country for the last, I don't know, since we launched. Uh, so it's going great. we got a fun announcement uh, coming up on Government Gangsters and uh, hopefully at CPAC here. So stay tuned. And for now, go caucus for Donald J. Trump, Nevada. Let's deliver because he has delivered for us. Cash, we'll look forward to seeing you at the uh, party tonight at uh, TI. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on uh, and uh, get out and caucus. Thanks so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend. See you tonight. There you go, Cash Patel, uh, the former chief of staff to the Department of Defense and the author of Government Gangsters. We'll let you hear some of the oral argument uh, for the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, Will it keep uh, Donald J. Trump? Will it keep Donald J. Trump on the uh, ballot in Colorado, which also means Michigan, which also means Maine, and other states around the uh, the country? Stay where you are. We'll uh, take you to uh, our nation's capital coming up in just a couple of minutes as we continue on AM 670 KMZQ. Debunking both liberal and conservative rhetoric. Dan Bongino, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. When was your last trip to the dentist? Has it been a few years, five years, more? Hey, Kevin Wall here. For years I went without dental care, and then I found Dr. Joe Willardson at True Dentistry. Dr. Joe and his caring staff converted me from a scared, high-anxiety patient to one that breezes through exams. Whether it's been years since your last dental visit, or if you just haven't found a good dentist in Vegas yet, I hope you'll do what I did. Call True Dentistry, 702-434-4800. The number again, 702-434-4800. Right now, True Dentistry is offering a free smile simulation to all new patients. A $150 value, absolutely free. True Dentistry has two convenient valley locations in the southwest and in Summerlin. Call 702-434-4800. That's 702-434-4800. Or check them out at truedentistry.com and tell them Kevin Wall sent you. The world has fallen apart with the disastrous decline of our government, our cities, and our lives brought on by Joe Biden and his radical Marxist handlers. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Gunter, 110% behind President Trump, former U.S. ambassador, a dedicated physician for over 28 years in Nevada, and now I'm taking on the radical, liberal Jackie Rosen for the U.S. Senate. We've seen wars around the world from Ukraine to Israel. America's next, and we need to stop it. We need to close our borders and institute the largest deep deportation program in U.S. history. We absolutely need to throw them out. We need to be energy independent and not reliant on those who hate America. Like I always say, drill, baby, drill. President Trump needs your help, and so do I. This is a political war on the home front, but we will win. Visit drjeffgunter.com to learn more, and let's take back our country, and let's take back the U.S. Senate. I'm Dr. Jeff Gunter, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message, paid for by Dr. Jeff Gunter for Senate. 
Smoky Pig Barbecue, 725-777-3988. Make the big game in Las Vegas a special event with Smoking Pig Barbecue. We have special tailgate packages for any size event. And best of all, you know your guests will love it. Smoky Pig Barbecue, 725-777-3988. Why stress yourself during the game? You can just sit back, relax, and watch the game with your guests. Smoking Pig Barbecue, 725-777-3988. Or online at SmokyPigBarbecue.com. We got you covered. I'm attorney Paul Powell. If you've been in an accident, did you know that your lawyer can take 33% from your settlement, regardless of how little of money you get? That's right. You get hurt, and the lawyer takes most of the money. It's not very fair, is it? When you hire me as your lawyer, those worries go away. I promise to never take more money than you, and I put it in writing. If you're tired of greedy lawyers, call 728-5500 or go to paulpowell.com. I really can help. Paul Powell. More lawyer. This is a St. Jude moment. Ashton was a high-level athlete, and in a, an instant, your world flips, and your healthy five-year-old competitive cheerleader has a brain tumor. And the physician was like, your best option is St. Jude. Receiving treatment that was life-saving for our child and knowing that that treatment would be of no cost to us was a huge weight lifted. Learn more at stjude.org. This is Live and Local with Kevin Wall on AM 670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Tell you what, let's do. Let's uh, take you live. Uh, We are, of course, live and local. Uh, This is the live part of it. We're going to take you live to the U.S. Supreme Court where Jonathan Mitchell, the attorney for former President Donald J. Trump, is uh, doing oral arguments with members of the U.S. Supreme Court, including Elena Kagan, who is just beginning her questioning. Let's take you live to the U.S. Supreme Court. You're not saying that the Constitution gives you this rule. It's the kind of combination of Griffin's case plus the way Congress acted after Griffin's case yes. that gives you the rule? That's exactly right, Justice Kagan, because we have implementing legislation. Congress took up the invitation provided by Griffin's case and established writs of quo warranto in the 1870 Enforcement Act, later repealed them. The only enforcement legislation that's currently on the books is the insurrection criminal statute, Section 2383. And when Congress made all of these decisions, the initial enactment of the Enforcement Act in 1870, the repeal of the quo warranto provisions in 1948, all of those were made with Griffin's case as the back the under- Please. Well, the understanding was that these congressionally established remedies would be exclusive of state court remedies. So there's not an express statement of preemption in these statutes, but there didn't need to be because Griffin's case provided the background. And if I could just understand the argument a little bit better, suppose that we took all of that away. You know, su- suppose there were no Griffin's case and there were no subsequent congressional enactment. What do you then think the rule would be? So in just as a matter of first principles without Griffin's case, it's a much harder argument for us to make because normally, I mean, every other provision of the 14th Amendment has been treated as self-executing. What we would argue, and that's hypothetical that Your Honor has suggested, is that there are practical considerations unique to Section 3 that counsel in favor of a rule similar to what Chief Justice Chase spelled out in Griffin's case. And it goes to, I think, the policy concerns he talks about, where this was a case, Griffin's case involved a convicted criminal who was seeking a writ of habeas corpus on the ground that the judge who tried his case was an insurrectionist disqualified under Section 3. And Chief Justice Chase realizes that if he enforces Section 3 in this situation, it would nullify 
every official act taken not only by this particular judge, but by anyone who is an insurrectionist or arguably an insurrectionist under Section 3. Why do you need those consequential concerns, though? I mean, it kind of seems to me that what Justice Kagan is getting at is why don't you have an argument that the Constitution of its own force, that Section 3 of its own force, preempts the state's ability, not necessarily, I think, not to enforce Section 3 against its own officers, but against federal officers, like in a Tarbell's case kind of way. So there could also be an argument that's more limited. You're suggesting there may be a barrier under the Constitution to a state legislating an enforcement mechanism for Section 3 specific to federal officers. We could rely on precedents such as McClung that says that state courts lack the authority to issue mandamus relief against federal officials. Well, why aren't you making those arguments? Because that doesn't get us. That only gets you out of state court. It doesn't get you out of federal court. And also the holding of Griffin's case went well beyond that because Chief Justice Chase said in this opinion, which again provided the backdrop for the congressional enforcement legislation, that states had no role in enforcing Section 3 unless Congress was to give them that authority through a statute that they passed pursuant to the Constitution. But your arguments... Please, go ahead. I was just going to add one last thing. I think your argument's a little broader than that because I think if we accept your position that disqualifying someone from the... Again, Justice Amy Coney Barrett questioning Jonathan Mitchell, the attorney for Donald J. Trump. It is live on Live and Local. Here it is. Which it can't do either. No, I don't agree with that, Justice Barrett. Congress is not bound by the holding of term limits. Term limits only prohibits the states from adding additional qualifications or altering the Constitution's qualifications for federal office. It does not purport to restrain Congress. So if Congress were to enact implementing legislation that authorized the states to exclude insurrectionists from the ballot, we believe that would be valid enforcement legislation under Section 3 with an important caveat. There has to be congruence and proportionality under this court's precedence. Why would that be an important... Why would that be permissible? Because Section 3 refers to the holding of office, not running for office. And so if a state or Congress were to go further and say that... Justice Samuel Alito now questioning Jonathan Mitchell. Wouldn't that be adding an additional qualification for serving for president? You must have been free from this disqualification at an earlier point in time than Section 3 specifies. I think the answer to your question, Justice Alito, depends on how you interpret the word enforce in Section 5. And some members of this court, such as Justice Scalia, thought that enforce means you can do nothing more than enact legislation that mirrors the 14th Amendment's self-executing requirements, and you can't go an inch beyond that. That's not the current jurisprudence of this court. Well, we have to decide whether it's congruent and proportional, and we would get into the question of whether that would be congruent and proportional. Let me shift gear a little bit. I take you to argue, and I think this is right, that the term self-executing is a misnomer as applied here. Very often when we use the term, what we're referring to is the proposition that a particular provision of the Constitution or a statute in and of itself creates a private right of action. That's not what the issue is here. No, that's not the issue here, and sometimes the phrase self-executing is used that way. The only thing I would add is sometimes it's used in a different sense. With self-executing treaties or non-self-executing treaties, the issue is whether that treaty has any force as domestic law whatsoever. Right, right. Well, I don't see what is gained by using this term, which is used in different contexts, rather than directly addressing what's involved here, which is the question of who can enforce Section 3 with respect to a presidential candidate. The consequences of what the Colorado Supreme Court did, some people claim, 
would be quite severe. Uh, would it not permit, uh, would it not lead to the possibility that other states would say, using their choice of law rules and their rules on, uh, on uh, collateral estoppel, that there's non-mutual collateral estoppel against former President Trump. And so the decision of the Colorado Supreme Court could effectively decide this question for many other states, perhaps all other states. Could it not lead to that consequence? I don't think so, because Colorado law does not recognize non-mutual collateral estoppel. And I believe the preclusive effect of the decision would be determined by Colorado law rather than the law of another state. But I think your question, Justice Alito, gives rise to an even greater concern, because if this decision does not have preclusive effect in other lawsuits, it opens the possibility that a different factual record could be developed in some of the litigation that occurs in other states, and different factual findings could be entered by state trial court judges. They might conclude, that, as a matter of fact, that President Trump did not have any intent to engage in incitement or make some other finding that differs from what this trial court judge found. Yeah, exactly. So this, this, in this decision, the, the trial court in Colorado thought that it was uh, proper to admit the January 6th report, and it also admitted the testimony of an expert who testified about the meaning of certain words and phrases to people who communicate with and among extremists, right? Uh, another another state court could reach an opposite conclusion on both of those Certainly. Other states could conclude that the January 6th report is an admissible hearsay. They might also conclude that statements within the January 6th report were hearsay, even if the report itself is not. And they could certainly reach a different conclusion with respect to the expert testimony of Professor Simi. Perhaps in another state, we would have time to produce our own sociology expert who would contradict Professor yeah. Simi. Should, should these considerations be dismissed as simply consequentialist arguments, or do they support a structural argument that supports the position that you're taking here? I think they all mutually reinforce each other. We have an argument we believe that is sufficient to dispose of this case just based on the meaning of officer of the United States, as well as the argument we're making based on term limits. But all of the consequentialist considerations that Your Honor has suggested are additional reasons to reverse the Colorado Supreme Court, although we don't think it's necessary to get into consequences because the law... Uh, that is Jonathan Mitchell, the attorney for former President Donald J. Trump, arguing uh, oral arguments in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. That was Justice 